Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is a 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Hey, welcome to Growing in the Gospel. Father Zach here. And we are going to continue to journey through Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. And each Sunday, the goal is for you to come prepared by listening to this podcast and to spend some time in prayer and review of the Word. So when Sunday comes, you can more fully offer yourself and enter into the mystery, which is the Mass. So if you can, take some time to call upon the Holy Spirit. You don't have your Bible, highly encourage you to grab that, turn to Matthew 22. And then if you have a friend, listen to this with them. That would be the penultimate experience of what I hope for you, so that you can come and help others come to Mass more prepared each and every Sunday. So our gospel this Sunday begins with the words, Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the peoples in parables saying, the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants saying, tell those invited, behold, I have prepared my banquet, my cows and fattened cattle are killed. And everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm and another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destro- sent his troops destroyed those murderers, and burned the city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out to their, into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there, not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. And the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. Yeah, just like a really tough gospel to look at, because you get excited, you're like, sweet wedding feast, but then no one comes, and you're kind of like, oh shoot, where is he going to go with this one? So hopefully I can help you open up the word a little bit. So the first verse, it says, and again, Jesus spoke to them in parables. So the parable of the marriage feast is an allegory of salvation history, culminating in Jesus. You know, so the king is God who prepares a heavenly banquet for his son, and the servants are the Old Testament prophets who are called to summon Israel. Because some are invited guests, excuse me, because some of the invited guests ignore the prophets and the others kill them, God will destroy their city, Jerusalem, and send other servants as apostles to invite the Gentiles, bad and good, to the celebration. So those lacking the proper attire are cast into the darkness of eternal punishment. The parable highlights God's impartial treatment of all who are called Jews and Gentiles. He rewards and punishes on the basis of one acceptance or rejection of his call. 
So there's this marriage feast happening. So it's an image of rejoicing and having communion with God. So what do we think of this as Catholics or even the early church, how they view this scripture reading? Well, it's the Holy Eucharist is Christ's banquet of sacramental food and drink and the future ultimate union with him in heaven with God and his saints. And you and I, when we come to the mass, we come to a wedding feast where we're at, we are at the Last Supper and we are at Calvary where Jesus gives up himself to unite us with the Father. So he becomes the groom and we are the bride. And he lays down his life for us. And you'll notice in the Mass, the priest will genuflect not once, not twice, but three times. But if he stayed genuflected, and let's just say he had a ring in his hand, what is he doing? He's proposing to you for, before the Father to say, I give up my life to wed them to you. And this idea that we're called to dress differently is important. It shows our interior understanding of the Mass. So when we go to church, we don't go to the church just because. We go because we're going to the wedding feast. And the wedding garment is a symbol of righteous deeds that accompany faith. So when you and I go to Mass, we're showing externally what we believe internally to be happening. Not judging others, just look at yourself here for a second. But if we are praying and fasting and doing works of mercy, that should be our first garment. But we cover that in our clothing with humility. Because the wedding is ready. And how do we prepare ourselves primarily for the wedding feast? It's by going to confession, repenting of our sins. To make sure that we are in a state of grace to receive the word the Word, and then receive the Word made flesh in the Eucharist. So when you come down the aisle, you are the bride and Jesus is waiting for you and he wants to be one with you. And he wants to take all of the broken union in you, in your family, in your community, and he wants to unite it to himself on the cross. But as the reading ends with, for many are called, but few are chosen. Everyone's called to go to Mass. Everyone. But have you given God thanksgiving in prayer for somehow that you get it? You know you're at the Last Supper. You know you're at Calvary. You know you're at the wedding feast. Know of my prayers for you as you head into this Sunday and spend some time with this word and realize that what's happening at Mass is deep and it's a call from the King who is God who prepares a heavenly banquet for his son. And the servants are the Old Testament prophets because some of them invited guests that, that ignored the prophets and others killed them so God will destroy their city and sometimes we have to give God permission to destroy in us. Give him permission to destroy in us all of all division in our hearts, all hatred, all unforgiveness, so we can minister to the bad and the good alike. But he will reward and punish on the basis of one's acceptance 
or rejection of this call. And how do you hear God? You got to spend time with his word and spend time in silence, spend time in nature, spend time in front of the Eucharist. And know my prayers for you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.